City Life, so excited to be before you this morning. Yes, that was my fiance reading the scriptures for me this morning. Just to take the suspense out, that was her, that is her. Uh, I remember I was about 18, 20 years old. Uh, we lived on Brooklyn Street, and my dad had a we had a full-blown gym in our garage. We had the heavy bag, we had dumbbells, we had the bench press, we had the leg machine. And uh, today, that, this particular day was chest and back day. I was, I was working my way to 225 on the bench. It was about, I was lifting about 180, 190. And uh, I, had, I had done it before, and so this, this was another chest and back day. And I was lifting, I was on, probably on my third set. And, as I was lifting my shoulder to decide to do something funny, and it decided to give out. So as my shoulder gave out, I realized I had no leverage, like they taught us in, in uh, weightlifting, weight training in high school, to flip the weight over to the other side if you got stuck. So I went to yelling. I hope somebody was in the house, Mom, Mom. So I yelled for my mom. And thank God my mom was in the house. She came to the side window and looked out. And she came outside on the phone and said, look what this boy done did. Let me call you back. And she came over and helped her 18, 20-year-old son get the weight off his chest. Now, don't judge me because I called my mom to help. I, I, I see some faces judging me right now. I was literally between a weight and a hard place, literally. I was, I was stuck. There's nothing I can do. But I want to, in light of reading Galatians 6 and seeing Luke 5, where Pastor Christie Pastor Christy preached from last week, I want to draw a line directly from how Galatians 6 is played out in Luke 5. So I want to talk to you for a little while, if I could, from the thought of, can you help me carry this? Can you help me carry this? Watch what Paul says in Galatians 6, verse 1. He says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is overtaken in wrongdoing, you who are spiritual, restore such a person with a gentle spirit. Watch out for yourselves so that you don't be tempted. Now, I don't know about you, but in the video we watch, I didn't see anybody say, boy, you made a dumb decision. You knew better than to do what you did. Why would you go and do something like that? You ought to be shame of yourself. That's what you get. Serves you right. And all that let me know for us as a church today, it's my first point, is that restoring someone in community or in the body of Christ does not start with I told you so moments, but it starts with gentleness and grace. You know, we, 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 we kind of like to say that I told you so moments. It makes us feel good. But, but Paul says uh, those of us who are spiritually mature should gently restore a person. We didn't see his friends snatch on him. We didn't see his friends slap him upside his head, yell at him. We just see them gently willing to walk with their friend in his mess. Watch what Paul says in verse 2. He says, 
carrying one another's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. So as I was preparing, I said, well, what is a burden? How, how do I explain that? What, what is that? So I went to, according to Easton's Dictionary, it says, a burden is a load of any kind. A severe task. A difficult duty requiring effort. But see, here's what I love, church. I love how the dictionary says it's a load of any kind. In other words, I may not be paralyzed, but I got an anger problem. Can you help me carry it? I may not be paralyzed, but I struggle with pornography. Can you help me carry it? I may not be paralyzed, but I struggle with cussing folks out. Can you help me carry it? I may not be paralyzed, but I struggle with my pride. Can you help me carry it? I may not be paralyzed, but I struggle with being promiscuous. Can you help me carry it? Can you sit in my mess with me? I don't know about you, but one thing I don't want as I'm struggling with my mess and my issues and my struggles, is I don't want somebody that's going to do community with me like a neon sign. Now we see you, now we don't. Now we're doing community, and now we're not. I need to know that if I'm going to lean on you in my struggles, I need to know you're going to be consistent, that you're going to be patient, and that you're going to be present. Nor do I want somebody that's only willing to walk with me as long as it's convenient for them. You know, we got some folks that's only going to walk with you as long as it doesn't require too, too much hard work. As long as they don't have to break a sweat or chip a nail, they, they all right. But the minute it requires a little more, they kind of turn into the neon sign. Today, Monday, I got today. Tuesday, I'm taking a break. So point two is doing community with others will cause you to invest beyond your comfort level. But you know, church, there is some folk that they didn't, they didn't been holy for so long, they didn't been blessed for so long that they forgot what it is like to have a struggle. They forgot what it is like to have to carry your weight. They forgot what it is like to have to face an issue that they may need just a little more help than they thought to get through. And so when it comes time to help their brother and sister in Christ, they turn up their noses and have a hands-off approach. So-and-so needs you to loan a couple dollars so their light bill can be paid. So-and-so needs your help so we can move their new couch to their home. Oh, well, I got to work. So-and-so needs your help. Just, you know, they're just going through a hard time. They need to listen to air. I'm busy. I got something to do. Watch what, watch what the man of God, watch what Paul say about such a person or such people. Watch what he says. He says, for if anyone considers himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Let each person examine his own work and then take pride in himself alone 
without comparing himself to someone else. Hold the microphone. Translation, he's saying, you not all that in a bag of chips. You missed the mark too. But if for any reason you think you got it all together, let me just tell you, examine yourself. And then if you examine yourself and find no fault, then we good. But while you examine yourself, don't compare yourself to your neighbor. Paul says it like this in other scriptures. He says, we do not compare ourselves to ourselves, for that is unwise. He says, don't compare yourselves to your neighbor, but compare yourself to Christ. And when Christ's holy light, his holiness, shows the stains on your heart, then not only will you realize that you're broken, but you got some stuff that you need somebody to help you carry too. And so, watch this. Point three. Doing community with others leaves no room for self-righteousness. But I love how Paul deals with the person who turns up his nose, and then he quickly, he quickly shifts his attention to the person who also may need support. He says, but each one will have to carry his own load. You know, sometimes in the body of Christ, we got this bad habit of bringing all our stuff to the church and just dumping it and then leaving unless we don't have a part to play. And then if it doesn't get fixed, you know, well, if the church would have did this or the church would have did that, then it would have got done. But, but Paul says, in the word, the word says each person will have to carry his own load. Translation, just because the church, we are, as a church, we are mandated to carry each other's stuff and burdens and be a helping hand when we can, does not remove personal responsibility. The, the, the paralytic man even in his ailment, had a part to play. You, sir, you, ma'am, have a part to play in your own victory story. He told the man, he said, he said, your sins are forgiven. Then the Pharisee started set tripping and had an attitude problem. He said, then what would be easier, for me to say his sins are forgiven or for me to tell him get up and walk and take his mat and go home? So then Jesus turns around and tells the man, what? Take your mat, get up, take your mat, go home. If the man lays on that mat beyond that point, it is not because he didn't have a family of faith that supported him. It is not because no one wanted to give him a helping hand. It is because he did not do his part. Everybody, point four, have a part to play, including those who need support. Paul goes on to say, do not be deceived. God will not be made a fool. For if a person reaps what he sows, if he sows of his flesh, 
he will reap corruption. If he sows of the spirit, he will reap eternal life. Translation, how we do community down here has major implications up there. In other words, you gonna, God going to ask, how did you do community with Pastor Kevin? How did Pastor Kevin do community with Susie Q? And I'm going to have to give an answer. But furthermore, that reaping and sowing is not always on Judgment Day. That reaping and sowing happens also in the here and in the now. Those of us who don't want to do community close-knit or only help people when they can get a pat on the back. We only help people when we can get notarized for. We only help people if we can get put in the spotlight versus helping someone because they're in need versus helping someone because we're trying to imitate Christ and do what Christ told us to do. But let me just help you here real fast. It's going to be your turn soon. And how you need it or what you may need when you're going through your stuff, I suggest that that is what you sow with others along their faith walk. Point five. Because how you do community with others matter. It matters. It matters to God. And it matters to the church and the church effectiveness and its, its witness. If you don't believe me, go read it for yourself. Galatians, and verses, Galatians 6, verse 7 and 8, it, it matters. God's going to ask about that. But watch what Paul says. Because you know, after we have done community with people, you know, I, I didn't already help them once. I ain't helping them again. Then we, we like to get tired, see? We don't, we don't wanna we don't wanna continue to help nobody no more. We don't wanna continue to be the listening ear. We get wore out. We wanna quit. But watch what, what Paul says here. It's, it's so powerful. He says, let us not get tired of well doing. For in due season. We should reap a harvest if we do not faint. And, and then he says, as long as we have the opportunity to do good, let us do good to all people, and especially those in a household of faith. Let's say those friends of the paralytic had 20 blocks to go. 20 blocks to get him from his disposition to Jesus in restoration. Let's say what happens if they get tired after the first block? What happens if they get tired after the sixth block? What happens if they get tired at the 15th block? What happens if they get tired right when they see the crowd. One thing's for certain is if they get tired and choose, and choose not to help no farther, that paralytic man never has his rooftop experience. 
never has the experience that changed his life forever. People get crushed by the burdens of life, whether it's spiritual, emotional, physical, psychological, because the community of faith give up too soon. Point six, doing community with others requires that we are patient enough for God to complete the process. Then Paul goes on to say, whenever we have the opportunity to do good, let us do good with all people, especially those in a household of faith. Why? Because healing happens in community. Restoration happens in community. Joy is restored in community. People come to faith in community. People get back up off the ground in community. Tears are wiped away in community. Because the reality of it is, all of us are in one or two places. We either coming out of something or we going into something. And if it's not your turn now, just wait, because it will be. Everybody needs somebody sometime. And so maybe you're here today and you're saying, Pastor Kevin, I got, I got some stuff. I've been dragging it because it's too heavy for me to carry. And now I'm just tired of dragging it. I know a man in Jesus Christ who wants to help you carry your stuff. If you don't know Jesus and a part of your sin, if you don't have a relationship, as everybody bow their heads, if you don't have a relationship with Christ and you know you have some stuff that's just too heavy for you, Christ wants to receive you today and he wants to help you carry it and connect you to a body of believers that can be your strength when you can. Here's your one today. Just raise your hand, just wave at me. I'm not going to ask you to stand up. I'm not going to ask you to come up front. If you all would, just repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, I thank you. I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to die for me. God, I ask you to come into my life. Wash me new. Create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. Save me from my sins. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.